segment two of the Ron Show for Friday, December 9th, 2022. It's weak weather-wise, right? It's been all rainy and dreary and foggy and cloudy, and some of that all rolled into one, and sometimes chilly. Today, not so chilly, but this weather, not how you want to roll into the weekend, am I right? Here's also how you don't want to roll into the weekend if you are a partisan Democrat. You don't want to wake up to find out that one of your senators, fresh on the heels of you getting that 51st Senate seat, is going to step away from the party. And that's exactly what Kristen Sinema from Arizona announced today. Take a watch or listen. We make decisions about what's best for ourselves, our family, and our community. And so we don't spend a lot of time thinking about, is this a Republican idea or is this a Democratic idea? (laughs) Is this liberal or is this conservative? That's not how Arizonans think. What we think about is, what's right for my family? What's right for my community? What's right for my future? There's nothing better than waking up in Arizona, nothing. Whether you're waking up in Bisbee or Phoenix or Prescott, you wake up in the morning and you think to yourself, I live in a place where I can be whoever I wanna be. What I love about serving is that I get to hear from Arizonans day in and day out about what's working in Washington or more frequently, what's not working in Washington. And I really am grateful that folks have trusted me to take back those concerns that they have. I promised them I would be an independent voice for our state. I promised that I would always do what is right for the people of Arizona. Mm -hmm. And that's what I've done. Registering as an independent and showing up to work with the title of independent is a reflection of who I've always been. And it's a reflection of who Arizona is. It's a reflection of the folks that I talk to at the grocery store, hear from at the park. It's who we are as a people. We don't line up to do what we're told. We do what's right for our state and for our country. I'm gonna be the same person I've always been. That's that's who I am. I'm gonna show up to work. I'm gonna do my best for Arizona. I'm gonna continue to deliver results for everyday people. Nothing's gonna change for me. And I don't think anything's going to change for Arizona. And I think Arizonans across the state are going to say, yeah, that's the Kirsten we elected. That's who we sent to D.C. And she's doing exactly what we asked her to do. And there's nothing that Arizonans deserve more than a senator who gets stuff done. Okay. So here are some realities. Number one. Kirsten Cinema's Biden score is 93.1, meaning she votes with Joe Biden, or Joe Biden signs legislation she votes for, 93.1% of the time. Okay? So, is she leaving the party? Yes. In name, in theory, but is her ideology leaving left of center? Mm, I tend to think not. Also, does it really matter? I mean... It, I guess it depends on who she decides to caucus with, unless she decides not to caucus with anybody, in which case Democrats still have the majority. Also, this political reality, not only has she frustrated Democrats across the country for being one of the two-headed obstructionists of sorts on the left, she and Joe Manchin, of course, are who I'm referring to, but here's another political reality. She's also feared, I guess, to be facing a challenger in Ruben Gallego in a 2024 primary. And polls show she would not just lose that primary, she would lose it very badly. 
this is a preemptive move on her part. I'm not going to worry about it until I start to see any change in behavior in the way she votes. All right, so while the rest of the show after 5.30 or so is going to be with Jason Dozier, our city councilman here from Atlanta, we do have a couple of things that we want to get uh, out of the notebook for the rest of the week. There is an opinion piece that Patricia Murphy wrote at the AJC that talks about uh, Lauren Grow Wargo's 52-tweet uh, retrospective, I guess we'll call it. Uh, here's something that I wanted to read from that piece. For as much as she covered in 52 tweets, Grow Wargo was also leaving out key details of Abrams' 2022 loss out of the thread, including choices by Abrams and Grow Wargo that fellow Democrats say played a key role in Abrams' demise. For starters, the Abrams campaign itself was considered insular and intimidating. Decisions were made by a handful of people, including Abrams and Grow Wargo, and other Democrats said they rarely raised disagreements for fear of retribution. Even today, as Democrats flooded my inbox with reaction to Grow Wargo's tweets, uh, Patricia Murphy writes, most were loath to criticize her or Abrams publicly. One declined to comment, quote, because I'm color-coding my bookshelves. Others spoke in detail but asked to remain unnamed because Abrams and Grow Wargo, for now, remain supremely powerful in Georgia politics. I mean, that is true. Because of the Georgia Voter Project, without Stacey's help, it's hard to win in this state. We've said, and given her, and uh, I guess vicariously, Lauren Grow Wargo as well, loads of credit for building the infrastructure that enables Democrats to win in the state of Georgia. Also, another retrospective, this one from NBC News about the Herschel Walker campaign. This one even details some text messages back and forth from staffers and their son, or his son, Christian Walker. Two staffers said Walker was not forthcoming about at least two of his children, learning about them only when they reached out to his son at the beginning of the year. The staffers were attempting to get Christian to persuade his father to stop posting stream of consciousness video meditations on Twitter at 4 a.m. I told him about his children back in January, a month before any story came out about it, Christian told NBC News via text. I gave them a head start about all the information I knew. The outreach to Christian worked, and the candidate stopped posting the videos. Months later, in late June, as the Daily Beast inquired about whether Walker had children he was keeping secret, a staffer reached out to Christian again to help managing his father. Would you be open to talking to H.W. about some of the messaging stuff? I think he listens to you more than any of us. The staffer, referring to Herschel Walker's initials, wrote in a text message to Christian, which he shared for this article. What do you mean by messaging? Christian replied. The response, stop being a moron on TV. Read your playbook before opening your mouth. The staffer said, we're just desperate. By that point, because of the family information provided by the candidate's son in January, the staff was prepared for questions about Walker's other children after it had conducted opposition research into him to anticipate future surprises. The oppo book, however, didn't have information about the abortion story, which rocked Walker's campaign. This is some fascinating inside story stuff. Again, we'll have that at Ron Show ATL on Twitter as well. In fact, I probably just have this in the notes that come with today's show audio, which you can find at ronshowatl.com. All right. Atlanta City Council has been working on some new parking regulations to encourage folks who are living city center to ditch at least one of their cars. I can say that like when, when my ex-husband and I, we moved uh, to Old Fourth Ward, we moved into a one-bed condo with two cars and we only had one parking space that came with it. The city had ordinances that would require developers to build 1.4 spaces per one bedroom, and they're actually pulling back on that a little bit. I know it sounds wonky. I promise it'll make more sense when we talk with City Councilman, District 4 Councilman Jason Dozier. Next segment on The Ron Show on the American One Radio app and at AmericanOneRadio.com. 